6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Would you consider paying for parking at some city of Edmonton parks and attractions? We're talking places like uh, Emily Murphy Park, Rafters Landing, the Motart, uh, maybe Ford Edmonton Park. What about TELUS World of Science? Think about that. Uh, Plans are in the works possibly to do just that and it's not sitting well with some city councillors let's find out more we're joined by ward three city councillor john zadek who's also got uh, the mask bylaw on his mind these days uh councillor zadek welcome back to the show thank you Jalen. yes we can talk about it all yeah, well, we're going to let's start with the mask bylaw. All right, I know that um, you're talking about introducing a motion tomorrow to have the mask bylaw repealed. Um, what are you looking at? What timelines? The uh, Calgary City Administration is looking at July 31st. It's up for debate today. What are your um, wh- what's going to be in your motion? Well, the city doesn't employ any public health officials. <clears throat> it's just the province. Of course, Alberta Health Services is controlled by the province. And they're saying on July 1st, we should be able to go free without masks. So I want the city's bylaw. And I think a lot of people don't realize that come July 1st, if we don't make moves at the municipal level, then people will still be required to wear masks in some areas, but not in other areas under provincial jurisdiction. So it's going to create a bit of confusion. But given that the province's doctors are saying it's okay to stop wearing masks, I'm going to ask city council to debate the merits of that as well. What happens if they say no to July 1st? Would you be open to moving that date uh, a month down the road? Yeah, I'd be open to that discussion. If we don't do anything, our bylaw will expire on the last day of the year. So New Year's Eve, when we're all trying to ring in 2022, would be the time that we take the masks off. So obviously, or at least hopefully, we won't be needing masks at that time. Um, tomorrow I'll ask my colleagues what they think, but from what I'm hearing from the province as doctors, it's um, safe to remove masks as of July 1st. If it if we feel more comfortable putting it off to August, then I could be okay with that as well. And I'll always encourage people if they feel comfortable to continue to wear masks for them to have that as their right. Councillor Zadek, what are you hearing from uh, your your uh, the, the the folks in your ward? I know you put a tweet out yesterday, the day before, saying, "Hey, what do you think about here? What what kind of response have you been getting? What have you been hearing from people?" Well, for the most part, people want to be done with masks because if that's what the public health officials are saying, it's it's time to move on. But of course, we have that interesting divide. The people on Twitter are a little bit more oh, masks are okay, or let's keep masks. But on on Facebook, where I have uh, a larger presence, overwhelmingly people are are saying that um, it's time to move on from the masks. No, that's not a scientific survey or anything like that. I engage with folks in all types of ways. And I think um, we've done a lot over a year and a half. And right now, if uh, they're not required, people are kind of keen to, to get them off their faces. I know um, Councillor Nickel has said that uh, he would support this motion to get uh, the the, uh, the masks done by July 1st. Have you talked to um, your other council colleagues? What are they saying? Well, we've had a bit of a discussion, and I know that there's some hesitation, and I think there will be some opposition to Canada Day um, being the day to remove to repeal this bylaw so i I know there's going to be some unease on council so i want to hear out their opinions and see if they have information that i don't have um i so i expected it i expect the vote to be fairly contested but i'd be happy with the july 1st date 
Um, I think some other councillors will be on board with that. And if someone can propose another date that makes sense, then let's go forward with it. But we're going to have a two-tiered mask system in July. We don't do anything with uh, schools and, and hospitals, medical facilities, and other areas under provincial jurisdiction not requiring masks. But then the city saying in retail stores and gyms, you have to wear masks. So it, it, it's going to be a bit confusing, and that never makes for good public policy. Yeah, well, the province has said, and Dr. Hinshaw is expected in the next little bit to to um, give some outlines regarding places like hospitals and long-term care facilities, and that ex- that masking is probably very much likely uh, expected to continue there in healthcare settings. I think, I think there is some confusion and some worry about what would happen at uh, you know in in businesses, in malls, and and how is that enforced? So, uh, you know, I guess my final question on this front would be: is if if by chance it gets pushed a month and then there is the provincial mask mandate has been lifted but it's still in place in the city what can the city do to help with enforcement or guidance to uh, those businesses or or places attractions where it would continue to fall under that might have some difficulties um, with folks thinking oh no this is a provincial thing and it's done what do you do at that point yeah a lot of this has been messy right off the beginning because this is also unprecedented but if the city repeals our bylaw, we won't be enforcing it any further. So that's probably pretty clear. But if the province, we, we're not enforcing against the, the provincial orders necessarily right now. If they, mm-hmm. if, if we get into a period of voluntary masking, it, I'm, I'm comfortable going down that road knowing that there's going to be some issues with that. But I would respect personally a, a business to say, hey, don't come in here if you're not wearing a mask because me as the owner and my staff want masks or, you know, we're cutting your hair, we want masks on because we're close to you. We'll, we'll wear masks and we expect you to wear masks. A situation like that can exist and, and I think that people would normally respect that. Okay, this business doesn't want me in because I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, I'll just go to the next one. Hopefully that's what would happen. But these rules around keeping them enforced, I think we need to revisit them because we're hearing from the top doctors that they're no longer required. And if there's ever a future pandemic, we want the public to have trust in our system. And when we say, let's put on masks, it has to be justified in science. And when it's time to turn the corner on masks, we want people to to go forward and, and accept the, the new reality instead of right now waiting until the end of the year in, in the middle of the winter is probably too long. So we want to keep our public health tools sharp and at our disposal, but not overuse them. Ward 3 City Councillor John Zadig joining me. Uh, Let's switch gears here before we run out of time. And I wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, the fact that we we know that the city is in tough financial shape because of the pandemic, because of the past 15, 60 months, what it's gone through. We've we've talked about the shortfalls, that sort of thing. The city now looking for different ways to make money. One of the things that they've suggested is to start implementing parking fees at some city of Edmonton parks and attractions starting next year. And uh, you're very much against this aren't you yes i am i'm surprised that we even are debating it but (laughs) lo and behold we are Um, the situation is as you said we're looking for creative ways to raise revenue and also be more cost effective but paying for parking at parks isn't equitable many families drive their car full of kids and coolers and picnic blankets and toys to the parks not everyone can afford to go to the mountains and let's face it the bus system especially after the redesign doesn't get people to the parks too easily so 
I think this is nickel and diming, but I understand we've asked to lift up the carpet and look underneath it for all cost savings and ways to, to generate a little bit of money. But overall, paying at parks, I'm not on board with. So I'll also be asking that that be exempted out from the other considerations tomorrow to keep them free. Oh. Yeah, I think they were, it's estimated about $6 million over five years. So, you know, John, where would you suggest that? I mean, if the city is is looking at this right now and, and you want to say no, you're going to say no to that six mil over the five years, any ideas where we should be looking to find the six mil, 16 mil, 60 mil for saving <laughs> moving forwards, <laughs> moving forward? Well, that's the, that's the million dollar question. But what yeah. I would say is, we need to get back to just delivering core municipal services and doing them properly and not impeding on other orders of government in their jurisdiction. So for a well-run city, we collect property taxes in order to deliver services with roads free of potholes, snow clearing in the winter, parks that are properly maintained with the grass being cut. We shouldn't have to charge for parking for a city park. The city... We, we need to adequately fund our police and, and recognize that their training can evolve over time, but give them the resources, policing, library service, firefighters. So there's a lot of stuff that we just need to do right, do well, and reduce the size of, of the municipal government and just focus on what we're hired to do as a city council. And if we leave out some of those nice-to-haves, like maybe not giving the airport $10 million that was just done, we could save money. What was what was that all about? I have a lot of people texting in about that, and uh, I think that one flew under my radar a little bit. What what was that? It was something to do with um, sustainable food or something like that. Is that? Yeah, what that no, was? no, it came up pretty suddenly, but it was to attract more direct flights to the city of Edmonton, which is obviously mm-hmm. a desire. But the airport's under federal jurisdiction. It's in Ladue County. It's very important, though, of course, to the city. But ten million dollars is a lot of money, and putting it in. It, it sounds more like a marketing and PR campaign to attract airlines to choose to fly to Edmonton, but we need a, we need a business-friendly city on the ground where businesses are going to want to invest. We need to keep our taxes low so that people want to set up shop here. Then the airlines will follow suit. If there's demand for flights here, there'll be demand for flights here. So well, $10 million yeah, it, is yeah. so much money. And I, and I think that once once uh, more than four um, you know airports across the country are, are are open again to international travels, once the border changes, I mean I think that happens that that's going to happen first. We know that the airports are in in tough financial situation as well. But yeah, that's an interesting decision. All right, John, I'm going to have to leave it there. I sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Look forward to seeing what happens tomorrow at council. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, John Zadek joining me this afternoon, Edmonton City Councilor for Ward Three.